This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Want a great way to recognize your employees? Check out Custom Inc. Have you ever thought about doing something special for your customers? Custom Inc. can do that too. And wouldn't your team love some custom gear? Custom Inc. is ready. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Plus, everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at custominc.com. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Max Cohen and Jan Shanaeus. This is a special episode of Cottage Talk, as we're going to start turning the page to next season. I know this season is not over yet, but we want to start focusing on the championship right now, just like the club should be doing. So what we're going to be doing in this episode is we're going to be building our clubs for next season. I'm going to put Max and Giannis in the shoes of Tony Khan, what players they want Fulham to keep and be part of the team in the championship. So that's what we're going to do. I have to welcome both of my co-hosts back to the show. First, Mr. Janaeus, how you doing? Hello, hello, Ralph. Hello, Max. Keeping an eye on the Blue Jays uh, Red Sox game going on here, and the Blue Jays are currently winning. So, so that's Did you have to mention this? It's actually I have it on <laughs> in the background. Did you have to go there? Of course, I did. <laughs> You're a good man, Mr. Janaeus. I'll be right back to you. Mr. Cohen, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, you know. Another weekend. Fulham didn't play. Fulham didn't lose. That's a net <laughs> positive for me. Okay, very good. All right, guys, let's get into this. I, I wanted to turn the page so we could have a little bit of fun. It's been a terrible season. So let's start 
with the process of looking forward to next season. And I think it has the potential of being a very good season. Now, we can't predict the players that Tony Khan is going to bring in from the outside, but we can look at the players that are currently with the club and to see if some of these players or many of these players are going to be part of the championship team next season. So let's start a goalkeeper. We do have three goalkeepers. Let's look at all of them. All right, Mr. Janaeus, I'm going to go to you. With those three goalkeepers, I'm going to put you in the shoes of Tony Khan. Which of those goalkeepers would you like to be part of the championship? Now, Rico is on loan, but let me ask you, which of those three would you like to be a part of the championship team next season? I think probably when he's fit, it'll probably, I'd like to think Betts. Um, Rico, you're right, he's going to go back. Go back and Fabry really didn't really didn't answer the bell. So for me, it'd be best. Unless, unless, of course, uh, Tony Khan picks up a starting goalkeeper that can do a better job than Bettinelli does. Okay. Um, and that's going to be, you really, what you want to do is just take the best squad you've got going down and then look to improve in it. And I'm hoping exactly. that you can get another keeper in. Exactly. And that's where I want to start because, again, they're going to build from this. But I just wanted to look at the players that Fulham currently have and see which players you guys think could be part of the championship team. I agree. I, I think uh, Sergio Rico is probably going to go back, and I don't know what they're going to do with Fabrice. So right now, I can see Marcus Bedinelli as being your starter. That's the way I'm looking at it. And, Mr. Cohen, I know that would make you happy. So your <laughs> thoughts on the goalkeeper position? Yeah, this one for me is probably the most clear-cut of any decision. Uh, Rico is definitely going to go back, and I'll be honest, I don't think he's shown enough consistently to warrant you know another year at Fulham. So I think he'll leave and we won't have him back. Uh, Fabry, you know, it's tough. He only played two games, didn't look too great. I don't imagine he wants to play in the championship. So he'll be going. And let's not forget, we also have Rodak coming yep. back on loan. Um, we have uh, Magnus Norman, a youngster who's also impressed. So it's not like we don't have a, a good um, – some youth players coming through, but I would definitely expect to see Ben Nelly being the number one keeper. He's gotten us up in the championship before. Yes. I think he's the perfect one to really bring back, you know, what we had last season. Getting him back in between the sticks will be a big boost. Well, let me ask you this, Max, because Giannis brought up a good point. Talking about being in a potential goalkeeper again during this summer, would you be against them bringing in some competition for Marcus Badinelli? I wouldn't be against it. No, I think we just need to bring in the right competition, right? If we brought sure. in a keeper who is better than him, clearly, and, and could actually catch the ball and, and didn't flap at every single corner, you know, no one would say anything about it. We, we love it. If we bring in better players, that's great. But what we couldn't do is bring in two keepers who are at his level, if not worse than him, which is what we did this summer, I think it's clear to say. So I'm all okay. for competition. I'm all for competition that's going to make our, our players better and improve the side. But what I'm not for is bringing in players who – don't provide a clear, uh, better option and actually probably worse than the side. So it needs to okay. be the right signing. And, and I don't think Tony Khan should focus on the keeper this summer. Because that's not okay. really where the issues lie. If Ben is going to Okay. Be well, we're going to focus on the defense to begin because oh, this is where we really oh, boy. have. To... <laughs> I know, but this is where we have to start, guys. And Giannis, I'm going to go to you. Let's start at Ryback because I look back at this now and I want to just say this. I, I don't think I gave... Ryan Fredericks enough credit. I think Fulham were hurt by Fredericks going to West Ham, looking back at it now. So your thoughts on right back right now and who would you keep and who would go? Um, well, for me, so, well, Cyrus Christie 
Cyrus Christie is with us. Um, he's contract. He's contracted to us. So I think that that'd be fine. Um, the Fredericks thing, I sort of I don't play much stock in because he he chose to leave. He could, okay. I mean, he, could have, he could have stayed. He didn't. Um, Fosu men said, "Don't let the, the the door hit you on the way out." <laughs> um, maybe looking at some comp- competition in terms of a defensive. Uh, minded right back, I think that would be good. But right as of now, I would like to think that Cyrus Christie would be our um, probably our starting right back next season. And if he is, I'd be fine with that. So you you would be okay if he was the starter? Yes, I would. Okay. Do you think that Ryan Sessegnon's brother Stephen will get a shot there? I'm not sure yet. Um, I mean, he could he, he could obviously come in and back up. I mean, what's going to be curious in the last five? James is is what is uh, Scott Parker going to do right in terms of bringing the kids in? I do I do like Christie. I do see him do some redeeming qualities for sure. Um, and there's no guarantee that Ryan Fredericks really would have done any better, necessarily in the, in the division with us anyway. Okay. Um, it's going to depend for me on how they assess the development of the players and ally that with the money, the available money that's going to come through the parachute, yep. together with the savings we're going to make from the from the um, the contract that the Khans are, we're, we're, and, and I have to say the Khans have done a very good job. If, if it's to believe about, um, you know, uh, drops, drop in wages, drops right. in wages, if players get relegated. If they've done that, that's been very, very astute. Um, but I'd like to see a couple of games for Stephen towards the end of the season to see if he's capable of playing um, at that level. I've heard great things about him, um, but at the very least, he should be able to be a backup. Okay, very good. Over to you, Max, your thoughts on the right-back position. Do you agree with Giannis that as of right now, when you're looking at that position going down the championship, the starter could be Cyrus Christie? Let me ask you if that is the case. Is that good enough? I'm going to say no. You know, I just – even when we are in the championship, Christie couldn't get a game in front of Fredericks. And the one memory I have of him playing was him, you know, not uh, not holding onto the ball, losing it against Brentford and letting them go back and score up there other end of the pitch. And that's my only real memory of him. Yeah, sure, he assisted Mitrovic's goal. But as far as I'm concerned, that was his last assist, I think, ever when he's played for Fulham. And one thing you can say about him is in our attacking style of play, we like to get the fullbacks involved. Yep. And he simply just can't put in a, in a cross. It's anywhere near serviceable. It's so maddening. I, I think you guys know I'm not the biggest Christie fan. I think the championship will be a better level for him. But I think we probably need someone better. I'd like to think Steven Sessegnon could probably fill in there a bit, but we need to see more of him, as you guys mentioned, the last five matches of the season. If he plays, gets some minutes, yep. uh, shows some promise, that would be really exciting. So the fullback areas are worries for me. Absolutely. We would probably sign another player, but if Sessegnon can do that, that'd be great. But I'm just a little bit skeptical now because we haven't seen any of him in the first team. Don't forget Marlon Foster. Um, I was going to say, Marlon Foster's just come back from, from the main Yeah, they're playing. I was, he, I was he, just he about to talent. mention him, Giannis. Thoughts yeah, on Marlon Fossey? Does he get a chance? Well, I mean, he'd be more, I think he'd be more more inclined to slot into the right back position, possibly Stephen going on the left. Um, but I mean, Marlon Fossey was very, very uh, much touted. He's been off for several months with an injury, but he's back now, and uh, I think he got his first start at the U23 against the hooped the hooped wonders from on the M4. Yes, uh, last week. They beat us, and, right? Um, it was good to see him back. And so, you know, that's, that gives food for thought. And remember, there's going to be three months, two months, at least two months with the club season. So I'd like to see what's going to happen with Fossey. Glad you brought up Marlon Fossey. That's, he's, he's a fascinating player, a young player. He could 
be in the mix as well. So I'm glad that, Giannis, you chimed in there. Right back to you. Here's a very interesting position. Left back, okay? Now, it's very interesting what, what's going to happen here. Right now, you do have Joe Bryan. Your thoughts at the left back position? Who would you keep at the left back position? Would Joe Bryan be a starter for you going into the championship? This is going to surprise a lot. I think he would. Okay. Uh, I, I, I do. I, I mean, I, I thought he was, a, he, was a, he was a fine player at Bristol City. Um, I think that's probably his level. Uh, it's going to depend on what Scotty Parker does. I mean, I'm assuming that Steve, Steve, you know, um, Ryan would be playing up front on the left hand side. Stephen Sessignon's obviously an option over there. You've also got um, you've also got uh, Dennis Adoy that you could potentially play there as well. This is uh, true. But I would start. I would start Brian. I, I mean, I, I think he's. It is such a it's such a gulf. I mean, the gulf between us and the rest of the Premier League. This is the gulf between us and um, the rest of the Premier League in 2014-15 in terms of the quality of the teams. I think is huge. I, I think we're a better team. I think. I mean, we were several years ago. We had an old team. But in terms of the quality of the teams right now in the Premier League, the standard is much, much higher. Right. And um, sometimes you've got to play to your, you've got to play to your, um, your level. And for me, Brian is a championship uh, fullback. And, and the first step is going to be baby. We've got to be able to at least the first thing is hit the ground running and to be able to compete because usually you, you know, things start really shaping about the Christmas Christmas time. But Scotty Parker, if he's here, does have some options moving forward. You know, I wouldn't be averse to putting um, Stephen Session on there if only because, you know, Dennis Hill is, is, is um, obviously um, he's versatile. But sure. I would give, uh, right now at the moment, even though it's April, I, I'd say that uh, Joe Bryan has the nod. Okay. Max, over to you. Yeah, I think this is also another no-brainer for me. Uh, the championship is a perfect area for Joe Bryan. He thrived there at Bristol City, and I think he'll thrive here with us next season. He's a very, very good championship player and a pretty poor Premier League one. And there's no shame in that, but that, that's what his yeah. level is. And I think he'll actually be really excellent for us there. He will be our kind of version of target, I think, in terms of someone who can get up and down the wing, put in some good services, but also is pretty dependable at the back. Because he won't be going up against a quality of attack like he did this year when he was found yeah. out in a lot of times. But let's not forget, last couple of matches, Leicester City won in particular, I think, he was excellent. So he's showing some promise at the end of the season but next season, I think he'll really find his groove in the championship. And I'm not worried about any Premier League clubs coming in and poaching him because he's just not good enough for that division. Okay. All right, Max, right back to you. I think you're going to have some fun talking about the center backs. We'll oh, talk about who would you start at center backs in the championship? Uh, who would be part of the mix? Okay, we've got some interesting players here. Yeah. We have Max oh, We do obviously have Tim Reigns still. And we have the big name is Alfie Mawson, who is coming back from injury. So talk about let's talk about who would be your two center backs starting and would there be anyone else that you would be have as backups? Let's talk about the center back positions because this is again, if we're just talking about the Premier League, a major weakness, but you're going down a division. So what difference does it does it make when you go down a difference with some of the center backs we have? So talk about the two center backs. Yeah, it, it, it all really hinges on what Mawson decides. And it's a tough decision for him, right? Because it's a second straight season he's been relegated. He's been injured for much of it. He hasn't really had a chance to influence it. But if I'm a Premier League team who just went up or someone else, 
I'm going to be a little skeptical about buying him because he's had these injury concerns now two seasons in a row. He's missed, you know, towards the end of the spring with a uh, with knee injury, I think. And I'm going to be nervous if I want to buy him for probably over 10 million pounds, I think is what we'll ask for him, if a Premier League club, Premier League club wants him. I'm not going to pay that much. So I think he probably is going to stay with us. And if he does stay, he's probably comfortably the best defender in the championship. I'm not going out there and saying it. He is a Premier League quality player who's fallen on tough times with injuries. But if he's up to full form with us, he's a massive asset. So I'm going to say he stays, and he will be a big part of a defense. And then who's going to go alongside him? I think the first choice has to be Reem. Because although he's aging, aging, I think he's, you know, early 30s, 32 now perhaps, he still is a reigning, you know, player of the year for us when one up. The championship is definitely his level. We learned that this year. That's where that's where he plays. That's his limit. And I still think, you know, his game isn't really based on that much pace. So he might lose that pace when he gets old, but he still has a really good reading of the game. And it's going to be a much slower pace of play, which suits Reem much better than the fast-paced Premier League. So I'm going to go there and say Reem and Mawson are going to be my optimistic um, championship uh, center-back partner. Okay, very good. Over to you, Giannis. Who would be the pairing for you and who might be backing them up? And it's very interesting because when you look at Alfie Mawson, and he might have interest from Premier League teams just like he had interest from us, and we just have not seen the best of him. What, what drives me crazy about this is that I thought we started to see him emerge and then he got hurt again. Uh, so if, you know, again, you're in charge of uh, building this club and putting in the shoes of Tony Khan, who would be your center back parent that you'd be focusing on and, and maybe who would be a backup? Well, before I start, I can't believe I'm going to do this, Ross. Max is going to enjoy this. But in the words of John Sterling, your friend John Sterling, you know who yes. he is. Yes. Blue Jays win. Blue Jays win. <laughs> the Blue Jays win. Thanks, Giannis. You had to do that. <laughs> um, you know, this is this is a very interesting topic. Um, for me, Alfie Mawson is going to stay and he's going to start simply because he's got a point to prove. Who is going to, honestly, who's going to buy a car that has three wheels? This is true. I mean, I mean right now, I mean, he's been he's been down with two consecutive relegations. He, he's going to have, for him to go even consider going to any Premier League club. He's going to need to prove his fitness, and and, and obviously, the next few weeks is going to be critical. Because it, you know, he's he played for the U23s against the the, the Blue Hoops Wonders, and uh, you know, maybe he might be close to match fitness. The other one, if he's fit, uh, I would put Tim Ream, but I'm going to put a Tim Ream with an um, with an asterisk here because I was pretty pissed off with Ream at the start of the season when we. I know why. The, yeah, yeah, because I mean, he was moaning about the changing room, and you know what? He was our best player last year, player of the season, no complaints. But there is a rule of thumb in professional sport is that when you've got issues in the clubhouse, keep you're it. Changing room, keep it in-house. Absolutely. You don't know you do your dirty laundry in public. And early on in the season, he was spouting off about the lack of professionalism of his teammates, and he's still going on about it. Well, Tim Ream got injured pre-season, I think it was through concussion. And he will be, hopefully, the first one to admit he's had an absolutely dire season. Dyer with a, a double capital D. So he's not exactly endeared himself in terms of the potential performances, even though he's, and, and well, not even, not even though, but the fact that he's the US international captain now, he has thought that attitude reflects leadership, and I don't think he's demonstrated that. So he should have a point to prove, not uh, not just to himself, but to the following fans. If we start with Mawson and, and, um, and Tim Ring in, in the middle, we'll have the best 
centre back uh, partnership in the championship next year. I, I strongly believe. Okay. Um, but uh, and that would be my two. I mean, the others you could be look, you could be looking at is um, obviously Dennis Adoy is, is um, versatile enough to play there. You've got uh, a mistaken minute Marchand there as well. Um, so, uh, I mean, there's obviously t two options, Dennis Adoy, uh, sure. I was, uh, we know about. But for me, it would be uh, Alfie Mawson and uh, Tim Ring, providing they're fit. Okay. Giannis, you brought up a very interesting point when it comes to Tim Ring because I didn't like what he's been uh, saying. You know, I don't like that. I like, like you said, you keep it in-house. You don't let it get out to the media. I, I really don't like that. And that got me to really think about this because moving forward, even though he was a player this season, he was fantastic last season, and I think he can do a job in the uh, championship once again. You just give, give me a little bit of pause here when it comes to him because that really bothers me. And I would give that more of a look. I'm talking about what he had said moving forward. Max, what are your thoughts about this? Because, again, this actually really irritated me. I don't like players that do what he did in, in the media. I just don't like it at all. You keep that behind closed doors. If you're playing well and you're a leader and you're also so clearly leading the way in terms of your performances, you get a little more leeway. But when you're playing like Tim Ream was in the Premier League, you're in no position to go out and call out fellow players, you know? So the how to really made me angry is that you guys are totally right. Don't air the dirty laundry. No. That's something to say. Say it in the dressing room. Absolutely. If you, it, if you say it in the public, all it does is, you know, give an impression that the team's in disarray, which is obviously true. They were. But we don't need that. Keep that no. inside. Don't let people know that. But also, he's, he was terrible. He's been poor this season. He's been consistently a very bad defender. And if you're that bad, you have no high ground to go out and call out your teammates. You just don't. So keep your mouth shut and try to focus on your own performances before you go public and call out other players. That's what I say to Tim Ring. Okay, very good. All right, guys, let's now look at the midfielders and let's see which players would be part of your full on midfield in, in the championship. Let's just go basically, let's say it's a 4-3-3. Let's go with something like that with three in the middle. So we have plenty of choices here, guys, and players that actually have done well in the championship, and then you have players that, again, did not really live up to the billing in the Premier League, but would they be part of a championship team, or would you have to sell one, two? So, again, that's what's interesting about this. So, guys, um, I'm going to start with Max. Max, the midfield, let's call it a midfield three like we did under – so, Visa, there are several choices here. So, let's talk about players like Tom Kearney, Seri, Ngisa, Kevin McDonald. So, there are players here for us to really sink our teeth in and build your midfield. So, let's build that three. Who would be your three, Max? Let me just start out by kind of dispelling this myth um, about what I've seen a lot on Twitter about uh, Andre Frank, uh, Zambo, and Ngisa. Okay. I don't know what people are smoking that they think this guy is going to play for us in the championship. I don't see any scenario where Angisa is playing for us, you know, come August next year. Okay. Or at least is, is, is still on our books. This guy has – I've seen nothing from him that shows he wants to play in the second division in English football. I think he's shown a lot of promise towards the end of the season. But if I'm Angisa, I'm not fancying this fight at all. I don't think he really cares that much uh, about the club. 
He it's his first year here. I don't I honestly don't think why he would. You know, he's not like a loyal player. If an opportunity arises for him to be shipped out to Italy, Spain, France, uh, a kind of a, a bottom half or mid table team in those any of those continental leagues, I think this guy's jumping at that opportunity and leaving as soon as he can. There's no way we're gonna have Angiso in the in the in the in the second division. I'm just gonna say it right now. And if okay. I'm wrong, listen, I'd love to be proven wrong, right? Because I think he'd be a very good asset in the championship. I think he'll do quite well. But I have no con- I have no confidence that that will stay with us, none at all. So I think okay. we can totally write off on Gisa. Okay. Uh, add, added to that, Sari gone. Can't wait to the back of this guy. Um, and and this is not because I hate him. At the end of the year, I was I was one of his biggest fans when we signed him. I thought it was gonna be a game changing signing. Um, and no matter what, how much you can apologize for this guy, the fact of the matter is we signed him from Nice to be a key player who controls matches. And I can't think of one game where he's actually shown his worth over 90 minutes, which is the only thing you can really ask for your central midfielder. So I'm glad he's gone. So that leaves us with McDonald. And it's very clear he's staying. I think he posted on Instagram, like, we're going to make this right next season. Okay, Probably the clearest indication that he's going to be with us. Kearney, no Premier League club is going to come knocking for him after this season. I think he'll stay with us too. And then uh, I think, honestly, Johansson, he'll, he'll come back from West Brom. Oh, I was going to mention that you can factor yeah. in stuff factor in him. because he actually has, I believe there's a club option on him. Yeah, so. and, and I think they'll take that. Um, but what but gives me a little pause about him, he's not exactly lighting it up, you know, at, at the at the Hawthorns. He's not okay. taking, he's not starting week in, week out. He's not a consistent starter. And West Brom, I mean, they're in the playoffs, but they're not exactly lighting up the league either. So I wouldn't say he's had a huge impact there. Okay. Um, and then let's not forget Ibrahim Assiste, right? That's kind of right. a wild card. No one's going to think about him. But he played two or three matches this season. The match I'm going to give the most weight to was the Arsenal match. You know, first half, him and Kennedy were actually quite good. And I was really surprised by the way he played. So maybe he's another option there. But if you'd have to ask me who's it going to be the first game of the season, I'd probably say the same three that got us up. And that's okay. McDonald, Kennedy, Johansson. Okay. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned Steph Joe, because I was going to talk about you can factor in loan players because I truly believe that Fulham are going to do everything that they can to hold on to Steph Joe. I This is just my opinion because I've seen reports that other clubs might be interested in him. They think that they can get him. But Fulham, I believe, do have a, a club option on him. So that can be a game changer. So I actually, I expect Steph Joe to be back with Fulham next season in the championship. And I'm that wouldn't bother me if he was part of uh, the club in the championship. All right, Giannis, over to you. Who would be your midfield three next season? Well, I'll tell you who it wouldn't be. Um, Angisa for a start. Uh, I agree with Max. And frankly, he's been a, you know he's had a few good performances, but a, a colossal waste of money for the money that we spent. Um, same with Zeri. Um In terms of, you know, Kevin McDonald, yes, he'll come back. Steph Joe, with one-year option, absolutely you take it. Um, Kearney has not done himself. He's not exactly endeared himself to the, the, the Premier League with his performances this year. So he'll be back. And it gives us a chance to look at players like, you know, uh, O'Reilly and Torre yes. and, and, and Kite. And I think they're players who, um, that are, especially O'Reilly, they excite me. Um, and I'm hoping with these last five games, really, that um, the brass use it as a, as, a, as a suitable audition to see, you know, what these kids can do. Totally agree, Giannis. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and the, good, the good news is in terms of the contract and the, the ability to, 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 to you know, to uh, sell players, 
financially, we should be in pretty good shape next year to, to, to bulk up in terms of players who, um, let's be honest, they're going to be they're going to be good players, a lot of good players out there. And, um, you know, if, if, for example, fans are worried about the players that we might lose, if, let's say, I mean, Norwich are walking the division right now. I think Norwich are going to be in a real problem with Premier League. I really do. I mean, having a striker like Kuki might be great this year with championship defenders, but when he goes up and he plays in Premier League, I mean, Mitro was walking our league and then he got, you know, he's gone up to the Premier League and it's been very, very tough for him. So I think there's, there's going to be money for us and resources for us to buy good players that can help. Okay. I, my starting three, um, Kearney will be in there. Um, I, I think McDonald will be in there and probably a signing as well. I like Steph Joe because he brings a bit of thug life yep. to the proceedings. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and, I, and he pisses teams off. And I, and I think... Um, and I think that's a good thing, and, he's, and I think the fans love him. And I think, okay. really, after the season we've just have had, I think it's worth signing Steph just to appease the fans because he's a fan favourite, because you know you'll get an honest day's work from him. And I think that's something that will sit well with the season ticket holders and the, and the general supporters. But, okay. um, as I said, I think it would be Kearney, McDonald, and another signing. And another signing. Okay, excellent. Max, back over to you. Janos brought up a wonderful point, and uh, this is something I – I want to see in, in these matches left in the uh, Premier League. I would not be against Scott Parker throwing out Luca Delatore, and I'm going to say that, or throwing out Matt O'Reilly, especially Matt O'Reilly, who has so much promise. I like Luca Delatore. I, I think that he has potential, especially in the championship. So, what are your thoughts about these two players in the championship? Would you have them as part of the mix? Yeah, I think it's a perfect opportunity to kind of uh, breed them in. O'Reilly, for sure, because he's the one where we've seen the rumors. That's yes. linking him to Germany and other Premier League clubs or championship clubs. So he's a, certainly attracting interest. And if we don't play him, he'll leave. So I'd love to see him get a run out. You know, not the, just the end of this season. We're right. Uh, Starting next season would be great. And especially because, you know, these players are aging. You know, McDonald's, 30s, Kearney, Johansson, late 20s as well. You need that youth. And it's a, as we know, it's a 46 match season it's grueling you need a lot of rotation and i think o'reilly delatore two exciting attacking midfield prospects would love to see them in there as well also tayo edun uh, could slot in uh central defensive midfield as well um and that could be an exciting prospect i remember we saw him uh against darby uh towards the end of, in the middle of last season in, in, in around november so just another prospect for for young players to get involved in the championship okay all right, guys, let's now look at forwards. And I'm going to include Ryan Sessignon as part of this mix. You can also talk about Niskins Cabano. And I also want you guys to factor in these players as well. You ready for this? Rui Font on loan. Abubakar Kamara on loan, okay? It's time to talk about the strikers. Like, we are building a 4-3-3. We have Giannis's favorite player, Floyd Aite is part of the mix here to talk about, oh, along with Mitro. What was that, Giannis? No, I said, oh, God. Oh, my God. Floyd bloody Aite. Okay. And uh, listen, we have other players, as you guys know, Ryan Babel, Andre Sherla, Luciano Vieto. So there are a range of players. Are we going to forget Luzar Markovic? I'm not even going to mention him. Okay. Oh, what? He's been so good for us, guys. Come on. Sign him up. Five-year contract. Even, not even going to mention him. He's Mitro's talk. best mate. <laughs> Max, you're being very funny. All right. 
Giannis, I'm going to go to you first. Yeah. I, we're going to build this like a 4-3-3. Let's yeah. talk about the three, and I want you to factor in if you think someone like Mitro will be with us. So factor that in. Who would be the three at the top in a 4-3-3 in the championship? Well, I'll go the reverse. Um, Camera, Camera will never play for uh, play for Fulham again. I'm not sure he'll ever play in England again. Sherlock will never play in Europe again. So you can eliminate those two um, two brothers. And Vieto as well. He's been an unmitigated disaster. Font has had a poor season in France. So that's not worked, even though he's going to come back. So um, Mitro, I, uh, when my, my, my Fulham idol, Ivor the Engine Davis, said that uh, Cess, Cess and Mitro will be back, that's good enough for me. They okay. will be back. So Mitro will, I say Mitro and Cessna. You're, buy, you're buying that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, in terms of living, living, um, living players, you know, outside George Cohen, I don't think there's a player that's more respected than Gordon Davis. I, I don't believe there is. Um, you don't think he's, he's, you think he knows something? Yes, he does know something. And you know what? He, he's, he has stayed remarkably close to the club for all these years. You know, even though he played for City, even though he played for Chelsea, he was a Fulham idol, Fulham favourite, um, and he has stayed very, very close to the ground. And uh, if he says that he believes they're staying, then as far as I'm concerned, it's good enough for me. And so then that leads okay. to the other one. Well, um, I think Cabano's race is run, um, in which case for him would be the three-legged horse race. And then um, the, the the person that's got the... Um, the initials FA, sort of apt to that, really. Um, he's probably going to find a, um, um, he's probably going to be, I think, a squad member next year. Um, I mean, he's played decent of late. I think that yep. uh, we'd be looking to bring at least one striker in. Um, okay. Like Gale, he keeps crying out at us. But, you know, um, he's not good enough to play in the Premier League. He is good enough to play in the Championship. He fits our mould of striker um, in terms of the way that we play the game. If we keep Scott Parker, and I'm going to go back to this again. This is why I think we should keep him, because when you, if you change your manager like, like Scott, even though he's on the interim, you run the risk of having a Felix or Claudio that comes in and changes what is the central core philosophy of this club, which is passing soccer. And Scotty Parker, as a as a former player. Um, as a coach and now as a head coach, knows the Fulham way, and that's the one big thing he has going for him. You've got you've got a person who's drunk the Kool Aid, and for that reason, I think you look at a striker like Dwight Gale, and if you put Gale, Mitro, and Sess up front in the Championship, yeah. watch out. That is a nasty-looking threesome that can hurt you in many, many ways. So um, for me. Uh, my dream three would be Mitro, Ryan Sessegnon, and Dwight Gale. And I wouldn't put it past that we don't get uh, – Gale goes back to Palace. I don't yep. think that Roy Hodgson fancies him. And so I think there'd be a good chance of him mm-hmm. maybe being loaned or maybe in terms of buying him. And we'll have money to spend. We will. It's not to say that we won't. And uh, I think that he'd be a very good acquisition if we could get him. Wow. So Yanis is already throwing out a name. He's going back to Dwight Gale. I can't tell you how many times Dwight Gale has been – Rumored with Fulham, it's not even funny. But I, I like that you went there, Giannis. Very interesting take there. All right, Mr. Cohen, your thoughts on the three up top. He has Session staying. He has Mitro staying. I'm talking about Giannis. What are your thoughts about that? 
I'm a little more pessimistic with regards to Seth and Micho. I think Micho's gone. I mean, I think there's no way he plays in the championship next season. Because he's, I think he's one of the very, very few players in this team who's a Premier League player, right? I can't think of many others who we, who we actually own permanently, not alone, who actually are good enough for the Premier League. Mitrovic is probably the only one. So he'll leave, and he should leave. We shouldn't hold him back anymore. This guy is already playing for a, a top half of the table Premier League team where he can really score goals because he's a special talent, and I think that's what's best for him. So he'll go. There's no way he's going to stay at full. No way. Sessegnon uh, is a different story because I don't think he's Premier League quality yet. He's not ready for the big top flight. But, you know, I, I can see a situation in which a club buys him for 40, 50 million, loans him back to us next season. So I'd say Sessegnon might stay. I'll put him in my front three. I'm going to say Kamara. He's going to come back and he's going to be welcome back. The player, Tony Khan you apparently really likes think him. So? I think Kamara. so. Listen, I'm the biggest Kamara fan. And let me tell you, it was a crisis of management that allowed that situation to fester. Claudio Ranieri has to take so much blame for what happened because when Kamara came back into the side after the penalty incident, he said, listen, um, you're going to train with the under-23s. After the, and then after the yoga incident, right? That's what happened. Mitrovic, Kevin McDonald went on, tw- went on Instagram and said, oh, you know, the story was blown up. Like, I think that was just a little scuffle. It wasn't anything major, but Ranieri totally overacted, sent him to under-23s, and Kamara made a big mistake by going in and doing what he did at the training ground. But any other manager knows that Kamar is not a guy to be exiled. You put his shoulder around him and you console him and you give him confidence and he goes out there and plays. You don't want to push him to the brink of, of doing something stupid because he's a volatile person. At the end of the day, I think he's going to be amazing for us in the championship. He's a quality player. We saw what he did you know, towards the end of last season. He's a big reason why I think we won that playoff final in his, in his performances. And let's not forget, during the winter of this year, he was tearing it apart. Scored against Arsenal, played great against Wolves, you know, I think he is a very decent player, and people really give him a hard time, I think, very unfairly. He will be excellent in, in the championship for us. Excellent. So we just need to set okay. up forward. Okay, so we, who we are your three big? Strikers. Nah, <laughs> well, your I, three I can't big? think of a striker along with, with Sessino and Kamara. Right now, we don't have a central striker. And we're okay. Two, so I can only say two right now. Okay, that's You fair. know what, uh, Max? Yeah, let's go, Max, go ahead. Max, if, if, Boo-Boo, if, Boo-Boo, if Boo-Boo play comes back to Fulham, if Boo Boo comes back to Fulham, I will. Let me think here. You'll get a Florida Ite jersey. I will oh. marry Sarah. No, I will marry Sarah Brooks. How about that? <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'll make a bet with you. I, I, I'm very confident he's coming back, and, and I want him back. So I know that's I not think, a very popular opinion, but I, I think I think that's going to be what's going to happen. Okay. I tell you why I don't think he'll come back. Because why? because um, if Boo Boo. When all this boo-boo mania went on, okay, yep. let's not forget who was sitting in the in the bench, and that was Scott Parker. Now Scott Parker, as a as a as a player, would never have wanted to see that. Let's not let's not forget the the, the, the Mitchell issue um, with that penalty kick. Okay, now as a player, he would have hated players that did that. Number one, number two, as an assistant coach, he saw basically what amounted to insubordination against the coaching staff that night, and yep. and obviously there was issues after the fact. The question becomes, a young manager that's about to start, will he want someone like him coming back in, in, in the fold? And my answer to that is no. There's no way. I, don't, I think he's going to want, I think Scott would want players who he can trust, because, because, especially because of the season we've had. We can't have you know, loose cannons, loose cannons on, on, on and off the uh, footy pitch. He needs good, honest professionals he can trust. 
It can't be based on necessarily the potential, but the players that will go out and give it an honest shift and do it in the concept of the team. Because Scott Parker was always like that as a player, and he was like that as a captain, and he was like that when he played for his country. And that's why I don't think Google will ever play another, play another minute for Fulham. Okay, very good. Very interesting discussion on Abubakar Kamara. All right, guys, let's finish up by talking about Scott Parker. Giannis, it sounds like you still want Fulham. We talked about this last week. You still want him as the manager. So let's talk about this. Make your argument, then I'll go over to Max. I think um, I think managers start. I mean, they've got to start somewhere. I mean, he's he's been held, dealt a terrible hand in terms of the four, four games he had against Leicester City. You know, we were pretty pretty we were pretty poor, but then again, you know, got an equalised, and then again, individual mistakes to the city. Against Watford, we went a goal down. We came back. Didn't have a good second half, but every but, but not every manager is going to start, you know, whirlwind. He's, he's you know these experiences in the Premier League build character, even for the youngest of managers. And Scott Parker's been through the middle and, and, and back as an assistant you know, manager, as a manager now, as, as a player and as a captain. And I think that the players, I believe the players like him, and I believe he's still got enough respect in the game. Um, as an individual where very good players will come over. And I would I would actually even go a point further. You know, if you look at the English game in the last decade or so, you know, you look at, you know, two of the greatest players that come out of the Steve, Steve Gerrard and, and Frank Lampard. But I would argue strongly that the teams, players that are looking for teams to play on at our level would rather go and play for Scott Parker. Because I think the one thing that Scott Parker or we never had that those other two did have, even though one went to Derby and one went to Rangers, is baggage. You know, he's, he, there was always criticism leveled in terms of the way they're conducting themselves and controversies on and off the field with both right. those guys. But you could never level that against Scott Parker. He's a respectable man inside the game, and, and, and his coaching levels he has gained through really um, the philosophy that the FA is trying to promote. That you're really seeing... Um, in abundance with um, uh, what it was happened with Gareth Southgate, and so I, I re- you know, although the optics of the less than what the games weren't great, I have a lot of faith in this lad. I really do. I think I think he's a guy that can go very very far, and I think the players will like him and respect him. And I think because he's recently removed from the game and has a you know pedigree, yep. had a great pedigree, I think he can work some wonders. And and I I I think it would be Foolish not to take him, if only because of what could come in in terms of changing the philosophy and idea of what Fulham Football Club is like in terms of the way we play the game. Okay, so you're going with discontinuing the Fulham way. Yes, I do. Based... Yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah, I, I understand where you're going on that, Giannis. I I, you make a strong argument for Scott Parker. Max, how about you? I I want to like Scott Parker. I mean, I, and I do like him. But he's not going to get us back in the Premier League. And we have to put sentiment aside when we're picking a man who's going to get us promoted. And I just have I see no evidence that Scott Parker is that man. I've just not seen it. Because it's his first job. And he has something more to match. And it's not about him not winning because he wasn't going to win most of these games. You know, three out of five, we could totally write off. But I just don't see how he is going to motivate a team through a 46-match season in a league he's never managed in before. It's just not going to happen for me. And, and I want to see this... 
not ditch Fulham values. Cause I think there is a way in which you can appoint a manager who's yeah. new and still has Fulham values. You know, the, the thought that pops to mind is David Wagner. This guy is in touch with the fans, plays, I think, nice football, and does things the right way. That's that's a Fulham guy, and, and seems an all-around very good guy, well-loved by the Huddersfield fans, even when he stepped aside midway this season. Yeah. A person like him, who has a track record of getting promotion and also can adapt to the Fulham way, that's a win-win for me. And for me, Scott Parker has that Fulham style in abundance. That's what we love about him. But he has zero track record, and we just can't take the risk of someone so unproven, I think. Okay. What's interesting about this, Giannis really does make a strong argument for Scott Parker. But my issue uh, does lean towards Max because, and I said this last week, I do look at that Watford match and the Leicester City match, and I know that he's going to get better over time, Giannis. I completely believe in Scott Parker, but I just cannot get the thought of get Simons out of my head, and it's probably unfair to Scott Parker because they're different men. They probably have completely different philosophies on, on football, but I just want someone that has a little bit of a proven track record to get us out and get us back to the, to the Premier League. This is really not about Scott Parker. Again, not being able to be a, a great manager someday. I just think maybe it's just too soon for him. That's kind of where I'm going on it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just, just, I mean, you know, you look at, um, you look at Frank Lampard. I mean, uh, you know, they're going to be borderline to make playoffs. I think it's a, yeah. a dicey line. I mean, you could say, well, I'm just throwing a name out there. You could say, well, Tony Pulis had great experience in terms of right. promoting teams and what he's done. You could say, you know, Neil. I mean. Neil Warnock, you could say, well, Neil Warnock's experience of promoting teams is, is second to none. But I think that in light of the season that we've had, I think I think so much of what I think in terms of my reason to keep Scott Parker is the season we've had. I just think that um, we don't want to kick him around so, um, pretty. We saw that with Ranieri. I think yep. we need to keep some semblance of stability as opposed to the managerial roundabout. And I think okay. that it would be a good... I think it would be an act of good faith. And I hope it's done soon. I hope Tony Khan turns around and says, you know what, Scotty, we're going to let you have the last five games and we're going to, let, we're going to give you a couple of years and we're going, to, we're going to give you the chance to help build this team. I think that would be tremendous confidence because then he can mold the team really in his own image and in the philosophy of Fulham. I, okay. I, I'm very worried about if we change him just because um, it may be the sexy, sexy um, um, option as well. Let's get a Wagner in. But there's right. no guarantee that a Wagner would work at a club like Gauss. Whereas okay. Scott Parker has played for our club and he does know the philosophy. It's not going to take him time. He's here. He's right here. And he has right. that advantage over any other candidate. Okay. Very good there. Guys, this has been a great show. I wanted to turn the page. I think we've started the process. Real quick on both of you, the teams that you built, the names of the players, if Fulham had those players going into the championship, what would be your level of uh, positivity going into the championship. Of course, they're going to add other players. We know this. But, Giannis, first to you on a, on a rating of 1 to 10, how confident would you be if the team that you built today was a good portion of it in the championship? What would, what would be, be your uh, confidence level? Good. I think we'd make playoffs. Okay. I think we'd make I really do. I think we've got, we've got enough good – Seasoned professionals there. If we have a good, that good head coach, we've got goal scorers defensively. We should be pretty good, and we'll have money, and we'll have money in the bank through the contract yep. and the parachute to upgrade. Yep. 
I think will be in very, very good shape. Okay. Max, quickly over to you. Your team. What would be your confidence level? Yeah, three. The championship is such a crapshoot, such an unbreakable league. Look what's happened to Stoke. Look what's happened to Swansea. Even West Brom, an an amazing team, can't even uh, make into automatic promotion. I just say, who knows? It's going to be a wild ride. And it's the league's only got tougher since we left it. And we know how tough it is to get up. I can't say I'm too confident. I will have to just wait and see, guys. Okay. Well, if Lazar Markovic plays, we win the Champions League next year. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. I mean, Lazar, Lazar Markovic plays. I think we uh, win every match by at least 6 0. Okay, enough. At least. <laughs> enough. We shouldn't even be mentioning that guy. All right. Great show, guys. And again, I, I want to thank you guys for doing this show. We were considering doing a post-match show, but I, I wanted to move on, and I thought this would be a great way to finally turn the page, and we're going to be focusing, even though there are five matches left, on what is next for Fulham Football Club. For Yana Shanaez and Max Cohen, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Now in paperback, pick up Seth Wickersham's It's Better to be Feared, The New England Patriots Dynasty, and The Pursuit of Greatness. This New York Times bestseller and Sports Illustrated nonfiction book of the year is an explosive account of football's greatest dynasty from the ESPN reporter who's been there from the beginning. Bill Simmons calls it the definitive document of the Belichick-Brady dynasty, while Chad Finn of the Boston Globe deems it honest and beautifully written. It's Better to be Feared by Seth Wickersham in paperback now. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.